You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you're a 415er, 415er, you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more and more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. Hey, what is going on, everyone? The 415ers podcast back, as always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Five stars are much appreciated as we come to you on a Wednesday morning. In between the bye week and the Chargers Sunday night football game in week 10 for the 49ers, First and foremost, Mark Grandy, sir, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Evan. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. Can't lie. Uh, I know I'm rocking the Cal Bears hat today, and they are down bad in both the football and to begin the basketball Mm. season, as you uh, let me know this morning. So I appreciate you checking in on my uh, California Bears. UC Davis representing, am I right? Got a big win on the hardwood over them Golden Bears. Yeah, something about the Aggies. Uh, hopefully Cal wins three games this year. The 49ers, <laughs> meanwhile, already have four wins this season, so they have uh, done a quite a good job so far this year. They are 4-4, four and four, a chance to go above or below 500 again this weekend. Um, but, Mark, we have a chance now in, in sort of this midway part between, of course, our midseason awards, which we talked about on Monday, as well as sort of an overall look at the season, to now – Take a look ahead to the second half. We'll, of course, have your your preview episode coming up on Friday to take an in-depth look at the Chargers. But we're going to take a look at this episode as you know, kind of to what the team needs to do uh, second half of the season, what some of the biggest hurdles are going to be. We're going to look at maybe a potential um, free agent signing for the 49ers that could be impactful. But first, we want to start where unfortunately a lot of the season has been kind of lost, and that is with the injuries. And there have been so many 49ers that have gone down throughout the first eight weeks of their season. But now at the bye week mark, they get a chance to get healthy, hopefully get some players back on Sunday against the Chargers and then further on down the line. But the question that we want to pose and hopefully get the the minds working out there of the 415ers faithful is which injured 49er will have the biggest impact upon return? Because, Mark, there's a lot of choices at this point. I mean, yeah, just no particular order to list a handful. I mean, you got Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Eric Armstead, Kyle Juszczyk, Dre Greenlaw, who missed a game, Jason Verrett, who hasn't played all year and since very early last season, Javon Kinlaw, Jawan Jennings, Colton McKivitz, Aziz Alshire. I'm sure there's a few others that I'm mentioning. So it's not like, you know, most teams where you ask, you know, who's the one guy that you could really use back and there's a surefire name at the top of the list. For the 49ers, I mean, you could probably make a case for four or five guys as being really, really valuable that are, that could potentially turn, you know, the tide of a season for the 49ers. So I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. I think 
probably top of the list has to be Debo Samuel just because of what he was able to do for your team last year. I mean, you know, him and Christian McCaffrey together, we still haven't really seen it. They they both play it against the Kansas City Chiefs, but McCaffrey only had 10 touches in that game. When Debo was out with an injury against the Rams, of course, McCaffrey went off and had a historic day, a receiving, passing, and rushing touchdown, which has not been done since LaDainian Tomlinson in the early uh, 2000s. Um, hmm. So incredible performance there. What will it look like when those two are on the field together? That is really interesting. That's why Debo Samuel probably is the first answer to this question, Evan. But as we'll talk about, I mean, I can make a case for for a number of different guys, as I'm sure you can as well. That's just the quality and the depth that this Niner team has that they haven't really been able to lean on too much this year because of all the injuries. Yeah, no, and and hopefully a lot of these guys are going to be available uh, coming back. So, I mean, guys like Trey Lance are obviously off the board. The seasoning and ending injuries we would love to have on the 49ers right now, we will not discuss. Um, but, of course, you know, you mentioned the running game with with McCaffrey being there. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell hopefully uh, will get back in the mix as that secondary back and maybe more of the bruising type of bell cow that uh, yeah. Shanahan will now have a different option to use in the backfield, along with probably Debo as well as McCaffrey. Uh, but to me, the first place I got to look, Mark, is on the defensive side of the football. And I, I do think there are a lot of players that you can choose from at this point. Um, but to me, it you, you mentioned him in our last episode, but uh, it starts with Eric Armstead on the defensive line because as we've sort of laid out throughout some of the episodes this season, he creates such a different look for the entire defense and especially in the run as well as the pass. And just looking to this weekend against a team like the Chargers, a team that doesn't necessarily run the football that well, but is sort of opportunistic and efficient when they do run the football. They're pass heavy. Um, to me, he's kind of a perfect fit against a team like the Chargers. Uh, should he you know, be available? May or may not be. But down the stretch of this season, they're going to need him if they want to compete for a deep playoff run because... Look, last year, I know you you laid out kind of some numbers in our episode a few weeks ago where last year his shift from um, defensive end to the D-tackle position kind of vaulted the Niners from a 14th rushing defense to number one in the entire league. That's the type of impact that he has, and he opens up everything for those extra pass rushers. Uh, even Nick Bosa, who doesn't need much help by himself, but of course is much more efficient when Armstead is on the field. He allows the extra guys like a Menahue, uh, maybe a Drake Jackson coming off the bench, Samson Ebukamp to have more free reign to get to the quarterback. So to me, that's where I would start as far as who I think will have the biggest impact upon return. It's got to be Eric Armstead. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think for me, Debo and, and Armstead are right up there with each other in terms of you know most impactful uh, once they're back out there on the field. What what Armstead does, and I don't think he gets nearly enough credit um, you know, from outside of the organization, from the fan base, because what he does isn't necessarily... Um, I don't, it doesn't necessarily stand out. It's not the sexiest thing. He's not going to rack, rack up sacks like like Nick Bosa does, rushing from the outside spot. But what Eric Armstead does, and you mentioned that shift from the outside to the inside of the line last year that kind of coincided with the season's turnaround. The other half of that was Debo Samuel being more involved in the run game. That was the offensive change. The defensive change was Armstead plugging up the gaps in the middle of the defensive line. What that does is it stops the run. Eric Armstead is an elite run stopper. And what happens when you can stop an opposing team's run? 
They have to throw the ball. What happens when they throw the ball more? Nick Bosa has more opportunities to rush the passer. What happens when Nick Bosa has more opportunities to rush the passer? He gets more sacks and the Niners win games. That's that's the that's the equation for the 49ers. It stopped the run. They have not been able to do that much without Armstead, but with him, that will allow them to stop the run with more regularity. That will allow Nick Bosa to, you know, pin his ears back and run after the quarterback, whoever it may be, force some interceptions, strip the ball out, sack him, push them behind the chains, give the ball back to the offense and let, let Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and everyone go to work. That is the equation for the 49ers, and it starts with Eric Armstead in the middle. So I'm right there with you. He is hugely important. And it, I'm not certainly that optimistic that he will play this week against the Chargers. It's still up in the air. This episode coming out on Wednesday. Kyle Shanahan will talk for the first time this week later on today. So we don't quite know just yet. If I had to guess, I would probably say he doesn't play this week and plays the following week. But still, whenever he does come back, uh, the 49ers, are, their defense is going to take a giant step forward because he, in my opinion, is that important. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, he is. Uh, and another player that, to me, if he can, it's a player we haven't seen this year, but Jason Verrett, to me, is a guy that if he can... Stay healthy. Now, that's been the biggest if of his entire career since he was a first-round pick in 2013 out of TCU. When he plays, he is a Pro Bowl caliber corner. The issue is that he's had basically three different knee surgeries, and you're not exactly sure what's going to be left of him. But with the 49ers losing Emmanuel Mosley, in our last episode, I argued that because of the trickle-down effect of his absence, that is a position that is now barren, forcing Lenore to the outside, forcing Jimmy Ward to play in the slot, forcing a lot of guys, not necessarily out of position, but positions in which they are not at full strength. If Jason Verrett can come in whenever he's available to, he came off the pup list last week, potentially eligible to return against the Chargers. We will see his former team. If he can play at his former level, he is going to be allowed to basically slot in as the number two corner. And to me, that that's another place where this 49ers defense can also take a, a next step. So, you know, it, I, I know we're looking at the defensive side of the football. Getting Debo Samuel is, is first and foremost offensively to me. But to be able to shore up first the defensive line with Armstead and then having Jason Verrett eliminate kind of that that domino effect of everyone kind of having to play out of position on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary if he can come back and be healthy uh to me mark that's another big impactful player that could return and alleviate some pressure all around the defense yep i agree with you and you know you mentioned you know they they or put him took him off the physically unable to perform uh perform list we'll see if he is able to go against the chargers as you mentioned could potentially be a a revenge game for uh, 
for him as he's a former charger. But uh, also this week, the Niners, they opened the injured reserve practice windows for linebacker Aziz Alshire, offensive lineman Colton McKivitz, and running back Elijah Mitchell. So those are three others to consider. What that means isn't that they will play this week. It just means that when they did open those practice windows, which was uh, yesterday, Monday, or uh, Monday, a couple of days ago, um, what that does is it gives the 49ers three weeks' time, 21 days, to activate them onto the 53-man roster. So it means that they're confident that they're getting close. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen for this week against the Chargers, but that's fantastic news because it's a big reason why, and on the last episode, I chose Fred Warner as my, my team MVP because there's kind of been a turnstile next to him you know, in his co-linebacker spot. Aziz Shire has not played much this season with an injury. Dre Greenlaw did not play last game against the Rams. There's a pretty decent chance that he's back as well. So you can kind of look at the linebacker group, you know, as a whole, you know, those two guys coming back as one potential addition and Dre Greenlaw and Aziz Shire. We talked a lot about Eric Armstead and, and you talked a lot about uh, the corner position, Jason Verrett, but that linebacker spot, next to Fred Warner is also hugely important because the Niners have had to rely on guys that they were coming into the season expecting mostly to play on special teams in Demetrius Flanagan Fowles and Oren Burks. And, and you know, they filled in well for the most part against the Rams, but having guys like Dre Greenlaw and uh, uh, um, Aziz Alshire back uh, will certainly help the 49ers as well in the second half of the year. Yeah, Dre Greenlaw questionable at this point went down against Kansas City. I am curious how they're going to sort of figure out that that will linebacker position opposite Fred Warner because although Aziz Alshair is a quality linebacker and throughout, I think the tail end of last season really demonstrated his worth for the 49ers. Um, Dre Greenlaw quietly has been a, a very, very good linebacker this year and has maybe not you know, been around the football as much as, as Fred Warner, but has had a couple of games where he's racked up double digit tackles, uh, has been good in coverage surprisingly this season and has basically, you know, not made it. So fans have really missed the presence of Aziz Alshair, although he is more of a thumper and a big hitter. Um, so, so the 49ers are going to have some, I think, some decisions to make as far as how they want to use both of those guys. And maybe the fact that both are sort of, you know, banged up a bit, they can rotate them in alongside yeah. Warner and then hopefully be able to kind of coax them down the road, keep them fresh uh, for a potential playoff run. I think the other thing about Dre Greenlaw, you mentioned, you know, kind of the thumper, a big hitter. He kind of makes those highlight plays a little bit more than Aziz Oshire. It seems like Aziz is more consistent. Maybe you don't notice him make a great play as often, but he doesn't make big mistakes. Dre Greenlaw, kind of the knack on him throughout his career, it, it's still early in his career, but the knack, the knock on him has been, you know, he'll make good plays, so he'll deliver a big hit, he'll he'll make wide receivers question coming over the middle, but he'll also get, you know, get hit with a unnecessary roughness penalty. He'll hit someone too late out of bounds, he'll grab a face mask and, and cost you 15 yards. I think before he got hurt against the Chiefs as well, we've seen him take a step forward in that regard this season as well. So that's, that's always good news. You want those big plays. You want the big hits, obviously not illegal hits. You want the hits that, that make uh, offensive weapons think twice about running into the open field with you nearby. You want them to have that fear in their mind. And Dre Greenlaw does provide that. 
Um, but up to, you know, before this season, you're always kind of questioning if he's going to make a backbreaking mistake with a late hit or a shot to the head that might cost you a really big first down. And that has been the case in the past at times. So I think he's taken a step forward in that regard. And if he can keep that up when he comes back from this injury, um, it's, it's only going to make the 49ers defense that much tougher because when they were, you know, at full strength early in the season, I know they weren't playing elite offenses, but really the only thing that could stop them or, or slow them down defensively was self-inflicted wounds. And uh, if, if Drake Greenlock can get that part of his game under wraps, I think we'll see his game take a step forward, but the Niner defense as well continue to perform at a high level. Yeah, and then on the offensive side of the ball, you mentioned Mitchell along with McKivitz coming off of IR, designated to return from IR uh, this week. Those are guys that, to me, you know, just add more depth to the 49ers. And, and on the offensive side of the football, it'll be interesting to see how they use Mitchell. Um, I mean, even though he had a great season last year, at the end of the day, he, he still is a, a six-round pick. And you still do have, of course, now Christian McCaffrey, uh, along with Debo Samuel, who'll need touches out of the backfield. So I, I'm curious to see how they use him. Um, on the defense, or pardon me, on the other guy on the offensive side of the ball who potentially could return and is technically a starter would be Kyle Juszczyk, uh, who had that yeah. broken finger against Kansas City, missed the Rams game. Um, Kyle Shanahan said that there was a chance he could return right now. He's questionable for the Chargers game, but that's another guy who adds a different dynamic and a different wrinkle to an offense now just littered with different ways to attack you in about that five to 10 yard range, or maybe use check leaking out of the backfield. Um, it, the Niners just have a bevy of options. Should a guy like use check be back? Yeah, I think uh, the fact that, you know, what we, we first mentioned use check and good job, you know, on by you for remembering 15 and a half minutes or so into into this <laughs> episode. I think that just goes to it's nothing against use check. I think it just goes to show that the Niners have so many other injuries that are top of mind. Use check is clearly really, really important to this offense. Um, I think I, I'm, I am just really excited. I think you'll have a giant gigantic impact, but I'm excited to see how Kyle Shanahan is able to scheme up, you know, both Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey along with Juszczyk on the field. Because Juszczyk, you know, you follow him, he's going to lead you to the ball. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch and see how Kyle Shanahan coming off of a bye week has schemed things up and how he uses eye candy from motions of George Kittle and and Kyle Juszczyk, how he leads uses Juszczyk as a lead blocker. Maybe he even uses use check as kind of a decoy. You know, he's going up the middle to block for McCaffrey who's in the backfield and it's a fake handoff to McCaffrey. And suddenly Debo has space down the right side because the defense is following both use check and McCaffrey to the middle of the field. I think there's so many options for Shanahan and Kyle use checks. Versatility is a, is a big reason for that. So uh good, good call. I I'm also uh, eager to see use checks return, whether it's this week or next.